0: Hello again and welcome to the master's voice I'm celestial and you are welcome to this channel to old and new subscribers Alike you are welcome. If you are new to the channel. There have been a few changes all videos that re- that relate to the big event of 2020 the thing that changed all our lives the thing that is still being hotly debated all around the world today videos that speak about the harm In the arm, they have been moved to other channels such as Bitchute, Rumble, and Brighteon. I will soon make short, brief, introductory clips for all those videos. The reason they have been moved is because the Lord spoke to me and said that they have served their useful purpose. And I agree 100% with his estimation of that. We are three years in this that we call the pandemic. And by now everyone has more or less made the choices about what they will do with their body. So those things do not need to take the, f- the forefront on this channel anymore. They've been archived other places and I will do the short intro so that if you're a new person, you're free to follow them. There are playlists that I have made for ease, ease of use on this channel. That means that I've put certain topics into groups So that if you are so minded, if you go and watch these topics from the oldest video, you can adjust the filter. So what you do is You go to a playlist and then you will see like three squiggly lines on the side. I think it is. You click that and then it will drop down. How do you want to watch the video from A to Z, from newest to oldest, from oldest to newest? If you put these playlists from the oldest videos and simply let them play when you are working or driving or something like that before you know it, many questions that you may have in your heart about this or that, even about subject matter that you're not familiar with. You will find the Lord answering those questions for you. You will find yourself coming into greater, much more expanded detail and understanding about the times that are ahead of us. The purpose of the master's voice is not to foment fear or anything like that, but what must be understood is the more you listen to these prophecies, only one thing should really be crystallizing in your mind. And this is what God wants us all to get. It is impossible to go through the future that is up ahead. Without Jesus Christ, if anyone thinks that they can get through the future simply by prepping or even just with great Bible study, it doesn't work like that. What these prophecies are meant to cause in the human heart, what they have certainly caused in my own heart, is an absolute and total dependence on the Lord Jesus Christ for every breath, every meal, and every next step. Nobody is getting out of jail free. In the end times there's a reason that they're called the end times it's not a decorative term it means that for many people the times that are up ahead are the end of all things for them depending on what time frame God will take people out of this world depending on what time frame Satan who is the great opportunist Will take people out of this world. People who are careless with their lives, people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, people who have heard of Jesus and consider him the great punchline in the human experience. Satan is going to pluck from those people almost like a form of backwards online shopping. And All I can say is that the master's voice is going to be here for as long as God allows. I am working through a backlog of prophecy from 2012 all the way now to July 2022 is when this particular video is being made. And so when I have made enough of the written prophecies into videos, then by the Lord's grace, I will be done. Today is a prophecy that I received... Today, July the 12th, 2020, it is a very graphic prophecy. I'm letting you know so that if you are in the habit of watching these videos with your teens or your children, that you will perhaps err on the side of wisdom and watch this message by yourself to determine whether it is fit for your children. Some children are more mature than others, but one thing I know is that the youth of today have a maturity and they are involved in things that would make their parents pass out if they knew what their children were doing. And in weeks to come, I will deal with those graphic and heartbreaking prophecies that God has given me about the children of today and more particularly the children of the United States. But today it's a sensitive word. It's a word that has got America definitely all twisted up and torn up. People are fighting and hating one another over this issue. Businesses have gone even to court over this issue. And so we'll talk about it in this prophecy called The Penalty of Error in the Body, July 12, 2022. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Romans chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. So... The Lord will never bring judgment until he warns first. This is the first premise here, and that needs to be understood. God will not move to judge anyone unless he has first warned that person. So even, for instance, in the topic that I have just been recently covering, dealing with false pastors, false leaders in the church, never assume that God just wakes up and decides, "Okay, enough of them, I'm going to take them off the world stage. I'm going to take them out of this life. The Lord is not precipitate, meaning that he is not a juvenile. God is not a child. God has immeasurable wisdom that the human being cannot understand we cannot understand god so even when god is deciding that you know what i'm going to give this person another chance we may be watching and thinking oh but it's not fair but we we are not in the position to judge god's decisions and choices because why first of all he is totally just he is all wise he is all knowing The Lord is infinitely perfect, meaning that even if most of us could strive for perfection in an area like you become just perfect at baking cakes or you become perfect at a hole in one in golf, no human being can aspire in their right mind anyway to perfection. But God is all perfect all the time in him is no fault or flaw or shadow of turning god is like the sun at zenith at all times and even that is a poor metaphor to describe him he is simply and perfectly perfect and so when he decides excuse me please to judge someone or make a decision or make a final determination. There's not a single living soul that can say, well, I I don't understand this and I don't get this and so I'm not on board with this. This is some of the stuff that gets people in trouble with God. The very idea that you, the created thing, wants to weigh in on what the creator has to say. Basically, that's like you bake a quiche and then the fork is trying to have an opinion about your baking skills. It's ludicrous and it's also dangerous, but then chalk it up to people nowadays. and so god is not going to judge until he warns and we are now in the time i will no longer say we're approaching it is very clear from the types of visions that god is showing me the types of personal personal stuff that god is showing me some of it is just so graphic that i just have to say lord lord the kind of stuff that he is exposing means that God is, is not just pointing his finger and saying, they do this, they do this. But he's widening the pixelation to show me, look at who does it and look at how they do it. And for my part, I cannot turn my face away because I already said the Lord has so few friends and he has so few people that he can actually trust to be bold and stand up and say what needs to be said. People are so in love with being accepted. Even the people who say, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Okay, stand up in public and say those things. There are so few people who are willing to just stand up and be true to God at any cost, at cost of reputation. People think that YouTube is like the great arrival. This place is such an invasion of personal privacy. And on top of that, A wise person once said, the internet is forever. So whatever it is that you say, it will be there forever with your face on it. And as I said, when I first started this YouTube, it's a pity because I only have the one face. And so the standard for the end times is Ezekiel 33. And that is definitely the standard that God has given me for this ministry. Ezekiel 33 basically says that the watchman should stand on his watch And when he sees the sword coming, he should cry, the sword cometh. What is the sword? We don't have to pretend. It is judgment. A sword is not used for slicing bread, even though we sometimes see the soldiers doing that in the movies when they're off duty. A sword has one function. It is to defend. It's an offensive weapon. And it is to take life. So when the watchman in Ezekiel 33 is told by God, stand your watch, and when you see the sword coming, cry out and warn the people. Why? The watchman's job is to cry out that judgment is coming for the things that God has outlawed for people. There are things outlawed for us as people. This is not a permissive universe of super Mario brothers where truth is relative to how you feel. So if you feel that you got pregnant but you don't want the baby, then your truth is my body, my choice. So in your world, you are God, you decide who lives and dies. And then for instance, in the Christian's world or maybe even in the Muslim's world, their faith-based understanding leads them to understand that they being a created being The gift is given to them to also create, but the gift is not given to them to uncreate so they understand that they are not God. We do not live in a universe where there is relative truth, your truth, my truth, her truth, his truth, group truth, national truth that is different from the other nationality. There is only the truth, and his name is Christ Jesus. Things either line up with him, or when the sword cometh, it will shave away with razor sharpness everything that doesn't line up with the Lord. And so the watchman's job is simply to watch and cry aloud when he sees judgment coming from the Lord. After that, Ezekiel 33 says that if a man hears the watchman crying but doesn't take the watchman seriously, then his blood will be upon him. Your blood being upon you simply means that you wanted to make the final decisions and you forgot that final, final, final decisions are only made by God. But if a man hears that the sword is coming and he repents and he flees from iniquity and pulls his hand quickly out of the snare, then the Lord says, that man, though he were in this sin, will not perish of it, for he heard the warning and delivered himself Now, if the watchman sees the sword coming and says nothing, God says that if anyone mocks or refuses to keep themselves safe because the watchman forgot to speak, God says that the blood of all who died will be on the watchman's head. And I've said many times on camera and will maintain that stance. Whoever perishes in their sin, it will not be because you didn't hear me speaking about it. And so, people who remain deceive, people. Who make a very gross misjudgment about the amount of time that we may have left for repentance. Remember, I was just speaking about how God has different time periods to bring people out of this world, and Satan also has different time periods to bring people out of this world. If you misjudge the time for repentance, thinking, Oh, I still have time, or I just want to do this a little more because it feels so good, and I just want to keep it going a little longer. I know it's wrong, but I'll soon repent. Or other people people who will say what sword it's what what utter nonsense. There are people who when you talk about spiritual things, they cut you off at the jump because they always just say, wait, are we talking about the rules of the sky fairy? I always said that America has very creative names and um, euphemisms to describe god and the one that always struck me is sky fairy and oh the guy up there in his dress so when people hear it they will be like what sword wait what are we talking about this is utter nonsense i'm not interested just understand whether you are interested in eternal things or not they will run their course and such people who are caught outside of the judgment period will be caught up like chaff in the wind these people will be like wheat that is cut down in its prime. Going to see a lot of people dying before their time. I always talk about how Satan will snatch people out of this life before their time because there's this misconception that, you know, um, if you're a Christian, then God owes you that you will die old and, and shaky surrounded by your children on the bed. And, and we, we don't make enough allowance for how much early death we see. And this is something that I always say to the Lord, Lord, we see early death even inside the gates of the church. People who are leaving this earth way too early, and this is before 2020 and the things that it caused. And yet, we, we stare at it. The Bible says, make these people dull. That means hearing. They don't understand. Seeing. They do not perceive what they are looking at that the inhabitants of the earth as a man are taken away. And yet people don't seem to understand what we are watching. And so for sin, sin will certainly play its part. A Lot of early funerals. So when I woke up, the first thing I saw was two men having sex. I didn't see their upper body, just their lower bodies. And it was not a still image it was not as God will sometimes do it just a flash. It was a vision. I was seeing it. And I just said, God is so early. Why? And this is what he said. He said Marburg virus is a penalty of error in the body. Marburg virus is eating the church of Jesus Christ. Marburg will burn through them like a fire through twigs. The evildoers will be decimated by this fire, just as they are on fire of carnal desire for one another. Marburg will take them away. And then the Lord said again, Marburg is a disease yet to come. It is not here yet. It is the penalty of the error in the body. And it's eating the church of Jesus Christ. So as sleepy as I was, I I was trying to think and I was like, Lord, uh, okay marburg is not here yet but why are you pinpointing the church for this why are you even saying in the present tense it is eating the church and why just the church you said that this thing would be everywhere it would affect young and old and his response was marburg will strike high and low old and young but it will burn greatly among evildoers in the church the church is full of evildoers the church is greatly homosexual celestial the church of jesus christ is greatly gay it is a hidden tendency burning among them like a fire and the pastors fear it because of backlash so they overlook it and they talk about other things they pretend they can't see it and they overlook it for the sake of peace also they cannot rebuke it because many of them are gay themselves Many of the leaders of churches, even the leaders that work with them, so we're talking about the lower leadership, are deep in sexual immorality and a growing prevalence for immorality is the desire for gay sex. So I did say in the beginning that God has few friends and God has few people that are willing to stand up uh, in public in front of whoever knows who and say the things that God says. And one of the reasons that we have to be open-minded about this is not that these conversations are not taking place in private. People will talk about these things in private. They will greatly complain to their family members or to close friends. You know, I'm noticing this more in the church and pastor won't say anything about it and it's just growing and I think this and I think that. But to stand up in public and be a voice for God, nobody really wants that kind of flack and that's because we know this issue is an inflammatory issue in this country, you cannot approach this issue with any form of rational hope to have a discussion. It is all in emphatic rhetoric, sometimes from both sides. And so battle lines have already been drawn in America. And a large part of that is because this agenda is part and parcel of the beast agenda. It is part and parcel of the end times. The Bible already says that a certain somebody in the end times who will rise to great and global prominence will not regard the desire of women so in the old days pastors used to preach and say oh no he will be so focused that he won't notice if women are after him actually that man will not have any interest in the female form at all he will be strictly all male because as satan's number one henchman every single aspect of that person will be perversion you see you cannot have the end times in a moderate universe where little boys grow up and marry little girls and you cannot have a powerful church of jesus christ in a moderate environment if pastors stay straight and only sleep with the women that they take to the altar in front of everybody so we have pastors on the down low and then we have pastors on the not down low And then we have pastors who are not on the down low or any kind of low, but who are afraid of down low or open life. And so they will not speak about it because they fear the backlash. They fear the cursing. They fear the strong censure. Censure is basically being told, shut your mouth. You're full of hate. You're full of judgment. Who asked you? In my case, Jesus asked me. That's the only reason I'm here. Never forget that I'm here because Jesus loves you. I'm not here because it's comfortable. I'm not here because it's fun, and I'm not here because there aren't other things for me to do with my time. I am here because Jesus loves his church, and Jesus constantly wants to have a real dialogue with the church of Jesus Christ, because after this dialogue, he is going to be forced to try us as gold. He is going to be forced to judge us. The Bible says judgment begins at the house of God, but as I said, God always warns before he judges. Judges, And so the reason that God sends people like me, the reason that a channel like this even exists or that blog even exists is because God wants to show mercy first before he is forced to escalate it to judgment. And so the Lord is basically saying, that the penalty of error in the body, and I've spoken of this briefly on other videos where I have spoken of this topic, spoken of abortion, spoken of... Uh, what god basically calls the flag sins of america so there are sins that america is basically known for if you're a christian anywhere in the world and they bring up america and you're honest you're not going to start talking about her mega pastors and her great um evangelical pride you're going to say well you know for a country that says it's a christian nation uh it's a shocking amount of her young people that are going to the other side of midnight and saying that they have a taste for male on male flesh, female on female flesh, and they are fighting for their right to terminate life in the womb and saying that the argument is based on freedom of the female and not freedom of the child to come up. And so the Lord says that the church is full of evildoers and that the church is greatly gay. This is the owner of the church saying this. I haven't been around the church of the world, the church of America or the church of Sri Lanka or the church of Ghana or the church of South Africa or the Netherlands or anywhere. I haven't been there to be able to ably make this statement, but I make this this statement in the prophetic authority of the Lord that he says his church, he even puts his name in the sentence, the church of Jesus Christ is greatly gay, a hidden tendency burning like a fire. And the pastors fear it this means that a true genuine pastor who's on his knees really in communion with God God is already revealing this stuff to some people and some people are bold and they are confronting it and half their church is getting up and walking out why is this because half their church every June puts up the love is love flag on their Facebook So they have their profile picture and then they just surround it with the rainbow so everybody knows that they're open minded and they truly, they truly have the revelation of Jesus Christ and they truly know what Jesus means when he says, Love your neighbor as yourself and love everybody because that's all Jesus died on the cross for. When he was dying, he said, Father, this whole thing is about love, permissive love. This is what I want to be remembered from. I love everything and everyone and no matter what they do, God, I love it. As soon as I find that passage in the scripture, I'll be sure to do a video on it. So some pastors, God tells them, and these men do stand up and speak and they pay a price for it. And then some pastors, God cannot even approach them with it because as soon as the Lord begins to lead them down that direction, they begin to pull like donkeys. God, please, you know, the offering's going to go down. God, please, this is vastly unpopular. Remember that the man who is on the head of the board, his son wears a dress. I mean, his son doesn't come here, but I'm just saying, Lord, we're in the middle of a building project, Lord. This This is what people are telling Jesus. So for fear of man, some pastors are not speaking and they're overlooking it and they're talking about other things and they're pretending that they can't see it. So some of them by the spirit, they see the spirit rising up. The first thing you will always notice in a church that's getting ready to go apostate is the rise and outbreak of licentiousness licentiousness is just basically rip and open your shirt male or female and just do anything everything's okay everything's permissible you will notice that the people will become like unbridled donkeys in heat in a church the bellies just begin to pop up and the the pastor has no no choice but just to say well you know you just bring these babies here and we're gonna christen them and things like that You will notice an outbreak of sexuality. And when the Lord said certain things to me in this this prophecy, and I hope I remember, the first place that I thought of is Pompeii, ancient Pompeii, that God just tapped that volcano and it smoked all those people to death. I was thinking about it this morning and I was thinking, you know, Lord, that is one of the most complete judgments in history. This is... The women, the children, the mother's fathers, teens, old people, this is the blind old man who doesn 't even who didn 't even involve himself in all that sexual immorality going on in Pompeii. This is a four year old who cannot involve himself or herself in sexual immorality. This is why I always tell people, take time with Jesus Christ. Do not play with the Lord and do not assume that you can understand his value system. If anyone thinks that God can create people and then simply wipe out a, good gr- a group of people without thinking about the young and the infirm and those who have nothing to do with it, but God decides that the weight of the sinfulness of the whole is too much. It is better to burn it all i say it all the time on this channel because that is the level of judgment that is going to come to this country and i hope it will be understood i have no way of knowing the lord says that many i was saying yes that the first thing you will see breaking out is this rising heat sexual heat in the people And more and more and more they will begin to fornicate. And fornication brings such granddaddy demons into the environment. And now you're coming to church after a very interesting weekend with two girls, one girl. You're coming and you separate. Some are sitting in the pew. Some are going up into the choir loft with those spirits. And in some churches, some are walking right up into the pastoral pulpit itself. And then the unsuspecting will sit under that greasy anointing and begin to wonder why they're being attacked by spirits at night and why stuff is happening. It's because there's a whole second life taking place behind the curtain. And the Lord says that as the immorality grows in this final time, because Satan is definitely working hard and filling in all his requests, the prevalence is the desire for gay sex in the church so it's not just sex like in the 1940s or like maybe in Israel Palestine no it's gay sex men and women in the church have homosexual tendencies I'm reading out the Lord's Word it was basically just a copy today men and women in church have homosexual tendencies and many of them are giving into it even among the members the church has been punctured by this sin Think of a bicycle, it doesn't get anywhere if it has punctures. Think of a car, it can't go anywhere if it has punctures. So basically the Lord is saying that the church is becoming immobilized, not by the love of money, not by false teachers, not even by prosperity teaching, by homosexuality. This is a powerful revelation, an accusation from the mouth of the Holy Spirit. Men and women are allowing it because they're tired of... Fighting it so the tendency is in the heart and this person at least bless their soul knows that this is wrong but you see the spirits behind this thing like I said are the granddaddy demons these are your highest ranking angels for for a start powerful powerful gatekeeping spirits that when they get a captive they are willing to fight to the death before they let them go and this is why you find in this community statistically proven these people are tormented to the point that they will do anything to escape the mental emotional and sometimes physical agony they feel as this desire afflicts them until sometimes they become weary in the face of the battle and they decide that they don't want to live anymore You see, America will always give you the statistics, but then pretend that they have no one on staff who can give a credible explanation for why those statistics exist. God says that people are tired of fighting it. He also says that homosexuality is flourishing because there's no rebuke. Think back to the pastors who will not speak. Think back even to the homes where the parents are like, oh, we support you, Connor. We, we love you. No matter what. I wrote a post on Facebook, I wrote a post on YouTube a while ago that telling people you love them no matter what is such a prideful statement. You see, America will tell you, oh no, this is agape love. Did God tell you to show agape love to sin? God tell you to show agape love to the sheep who have worked on their arms and are now smashing themselves against the gates of god's laws determined to break through those gates because they want to be free not knowing that the ravening wolves demons devils satan himself is waiting on the outside serpent king satan is waiting on the outside of that fence because the bible says he who breaks a hedge the serpent will bite him did god tell you that agape love is his answer to unbridled sin, or did he say that parents should admonish their children? Did he say that we should raise our children in the ways of the Lord, and that when the children are grown, they will not depart from it? You think that God is going to come down and hold, perhaps, a seminar in California and just tell them the rate at which you and New York are transitioning these children right out of their birth genders I just love the way that you love them unconditionally. Is there any parent watching this video, if you are still on the broadcast, if you're, if you're able to bear my words up to now, you think you love your child more than the God who made them and gave them this shape and the designation male, female that you birthed them with, you brought a person into this world. Common sense told you by looking. Doctors didn't need Wikipedia, they didn't need the American Medical Council, they didn't need anything to tell them what a baby was in the 1840s when the baby came out. Even the old doctor who needed that little spyglass would be, it's a boy. He knew what it was, but now in America, in New York City, the birth certificate is being left open because, well, you know, no matter what you're born, when you're 30, And you need to change it we're gonna give you that option is that what agape love is for to unconditionally accept sin no matter the cost there's no rebuke in homes there's no rebuke in the church and so the Lord says it's flourishing he says that people are pursuing this because they're curious They're indulging in it because it's forbidden. And what is forbidden always attracts and tempts people. So this part about curiosity, it definitely stirred me to the understanding of what a lot of parents are complaining about nowadays. And I just thought to myself, Lord, as you're saying this, I wonder how many moms, if they went over next weekend to spend time with their grandkids and their daughter was making dinner or making lunch and the mom asked you know when you were in college um, did you ever have any you know same to same encounters many parents will be shocked to find that their child will say well you know mom i it's funny you should ask me that i actually tried it for a whole semester you know i dated different girls from different countries i tried it for a semester but it was not for me this is just something that came up in my heart as the lord was speaking to me do you actually know what your children have done do you actually know what your fathers and mothers who brought you into this world were into before they de- they finally just de- decided well i do want to have kids so i'm gonna go back to opposite genders attract and then i'm because I'm, i want i want a baby so Did it for three years and then, you know, it was difficult and, you know, it wasn't accepted in the 60s. So I came back and then shortly after I decided to come back, I I met your father. Please understand that in this process, not a single word that has come out of my mouth says, I repented of my iniquity before the Lord. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me out of his holy hill. It's I, the God of I, the ruling idol that sits on the seat of the heart, I was doing this and then i decided it didn't work for me and so we go into this the lord says many people who are affected by the homosexual struggles they are having now is because of encounters that they had in the past encounters they have not repented of many of this did this in their early life and they did not remove the stain of the past from their garments So many people are struggling because pastors say, when you come to church, Jesus loves you, and that's all it takes. The Bible says something different. It says, you therefore work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And one of my favorite verses, Paul is saying, you have not resisted sin to the shedding of your blood. This is such a telling statement if we look at it because Paul is saying, How can you say that you're tired of fighting sin? You've been saved two years, or even if you've been saved 33 years, how can you say that you have reached the point where you are tired of struggling to keep your soul out of the pit and to keep yourself in the love of God? Did you die on the cross? Do you have the right to say that you are tired of struggling to resist sin? Have you resisted sin until your blood flowed? And the answer for each and every single one of us, except perhaps the marchers of times past, is no. So people are struggling with this because he said they did it in early life and they didn't remove the stain of the past from their clothes. He says they're in church but they haven't repented of that sin and that sin is fighting them in the deeper inner places of themselves. The Lord says the devil will stir up the flesh of man until they cannot resist it. And then men will lie with men everywhere in the open, and then the end will come. And this is what made me think of Pompeii. When they dug up Pompeii, they found that the people had giant metal penises in the street They had frescoes. This is those beautiful um, paintings that you make using vibrant colors of men sleeping with underage boys. They had benches all through the city where a man and his lover could sit and have a quick sexual encounter in public. This This was part of normal life. These people provoked God perhaps more than anybody else that we can read about except Atlantis. And the difference with Atlantis is whatever they did, it was so diabolical that God made sure that nobody ever found them again up till now. Pompey at least was found, and evidence of her sin was in the public square. And I have shared on this channel that God says, You who are holy, you who like to keep your eye gates clean, you will see men and women having sex in the street. And now the Lord has upped the ante and said, Public sleeping, man with man in the end times, publicly openly in some cases in the street public homosexual sex will be caught but in time to come the punishment will be a slap on the wrist it will be a misdemeanor and then eventually as we go forward not a crime at all men will be attracted to men they will crave men and desire men alone they will not want women their flesh will burn for male intimacy. This is the end of all things, the fall of God's pinnacle creation, which is the male, Adam. The Lord went on to say, to whom has God given headship? To whom did I give all responsibility for my garden and creation? Who did I say you can take of all things except this highest knowledge that is reserved for myself I gave Adam rulership headship dominion but he has cast it on the ground to become a narcissist a narcissist is one who loves himself to the exclusion of all others yes Adam loves himself he loves his own kind he loves men and in that is his destruction because I said the woman is his companion not himself i will end it when they are laying with themselves two and three in a bed people will be two and three or more in a bed before the time of the end they will do unspeakable things with themselves but the result is the penalty of error in the body i will finish it when they resort to sodomite intercourse abusing themselves with themselves. I'm going to stop here for a moment. So the Lord is talking about the kind of fornication that Apostle Paul didn't even really go into when he's talking in 1 Corinthians 5 and 1 Corinthians 7, 7 that we should flee all sexual immorality. In, 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 Saul, in Paul's case, he was just shocked when he said, I left you guys here, and now the news that is coming to me from the church is that a man has his father's wife you people are sleeping with your mothers. And indeed, people are sleeping with their mothers now. They are. But Paul wasn't even talking about men with men. And here God is not only talking about men with men, but saying that it's going to be publicly men with men. It's going to be a misdemeanor. In fact, it's going to become the kind of thing that if you complain about it, people will say, are you, in the, are you from the 20th century? That's what they'll ask you. Are, are you so hate-filled? Are you so old-fashioned? When are you going to actually catch up to where we are now? It's, it's even hardly... I don't even think they should get any kind of criminal penal, penalization. I don't even think it's anything to talk about, you know? Sex is sex. Sex is just common. Why are we talking about it? And in a way, even the way that I'm speaking, I know that many Christians are scandalized. And that's because, again, I'm going to go to the churches that we have all come up in the church likes to surround Christians like this so the church likes to keep Christians as sanitized as problem and a lot of Christians you don't know it but you're dysfunctional and here's why you see you sit in the church and the church sanitizes everything about life it sanitizes the truth about sexuality sanitizes the truth about greed sanitizes the truth about every form of conceivable wickedness and then comforts your heart. Take comfort, child of God. Your Lord will come with the recompense of God. Then you step outside the church and people are going F, 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 F around you and those words are just puncturing your eyeballs, your ear gates all over like bees stinging you in the face, especially if you live in the big cities, wherever you are in the big cities. You know it's like that. It's not just American cities, it's all the cities. You step outside and real life grabs you by the throat. You see the drug addicts outside. You see people just evil, wicked, carnal. You can barely enjoy life and that's why by the time you get back to church, you're gasping for more of that candy that Pastor Bob and Sister Hendrix give you. They're not equipping you to deal with real life outside. They're insulating you in cotton wool that the beast system is going to rip off like the most painful band-aid, and you're not going to be prepared for what is outside. So the Lord says that when people start having multiple sums, and I spoke of this in uh, the prophecy, uh, The New Man, where I said that in the, in the future times to come, I saw that people were not even having personal intimate relations anymore. They were having sex in the cloud through some kind of sex pack, sex suit, something that I did not see clearly, but I knew that you put it on you, and then the Lord said it will stimulate all the organs of the body, and you will feel like you are in the intimate act with a person, but you are not, and this will introduce such lack of accountability in this area that is already not accountable. People are on apps swiping left and swiping left and swiping right for a hookup, so it's already not not accountable intimacy has become so cheap that you can try on a man or a woman today and decide it's not a good fit and say like, I I hope you're not upset. And why would the man be upset? He's like, no, because he knows tomorrow somebody else will swipe him right and he can go and let her try him on. This thing that women are calling their empowerment. You're destroying yourselves. Denying the rightful use of the woman. This is not laying with a woman in the right way. So I will speak about this because the Lord has just dropped a ton of prophecy on me. You can find it on The Master's Voice, -voice www.the-masters-voice.com. It's called The Sodomy Ritual Part 1, The Sodomy Ritual Part 2. And in that, the Lord was saying that, especially American women, so this is American women, and you can just extrapolate it to women in the Western world. He said that they are doing it without even cash payment. So what I saw is that in Africa and other places like that, women are doing this, but because they know intrinsically that this is not okay. The Lord showed me that they're doing it for money payment. I saw it in this country, Liberia. And the Lord said that many West African countries are falling under the sway of Freemasonry. And Freemasonry goes hand in hand with that kind of stuff. It's part of the covenant. It's part of the oath. You do it and then you talk about it when they, they will kill you and then pull your tongue out of your mouth to show that you broke the oath and things like that. So I saw women doing this in despicable circumstances, and they were doing this for financial gain, for power, for influence. I saw a girl doing it so that she could be given golds and dresses, gold jewelry, and pretty dresses and clothes, and a lot of U.S. dollars. This is what I saw in that country, Liberia. But then the Lord said, right after that, that in America, you don't even need to pay the girls because they're doing it to be sexy to the men. So they don't want to be Miss Boring, Miss Patty Prude. No, they want these men to think that they're exciting and risque. And so they will do it just to keep a man. That is what it means when you do not sleep with a woman in the right way that God created her to be. And many men, I will not leave them out have this penchant in them because their first, second, and third best friend was porn by the time that they were 10. So they see these things and the roots of these things go deep in them. And then you grow up and you want a family and you want a wife. And then God says, okay, Bill, I'll give you a wife. And then you get the wife and you start thinking that the wife is pretty Pamela from the stuff you watched as a teen. And you start wanting her to do all this, grieving the heart of righteous women that God has put in your hand. There's women that are not righteous. They want to do this anyway, but a lot of women don't. They're grieved in their marriages. Also introducing women to sodomite rituals. This is it. The man going, I have a taste for this if you love me. Women, if you're out there and somebody can just, I don't know, cook your brains with that statement, it's time to go back to the drawing board and find out what god really means in submission and husband it's time to to go back to the drawing board and find out if god meant you to be the porn master in your home if that is what jesus had in mind when he told you i'm giving you this bride love her as i love the church denying the right use of the woman by not desiring her at all this is simply you have no use for women women are only your friend that's all you want from them the lord says that marburg fever is going to eradicate people doing this this is not me saying this this is the father saying this you can take this to heart throw it in the trash it's up to you disease will wipe through the church for in my house are many wretched many proud many deceived and stubborn many foolish many idolaters, many cowards and liars, many reprobate and apostate. There are many fallen who refuse to get up, who refuse to repent of iniquity. There are many errors. There shall be many penalties for error in the body. Now, I know that because I keep repeating this phrase, people are going to want to know What it means. So I will share a story from very, very, very long ago. There's the disease that we know as HIV, AIDS. We know what it does. We know the devastating toll of human lives that it took, especially in certain locations such as. Africa. The disease was extremely horrible in Africa. The disease was also extremely horrible here in the United States, in particular in the gay community. In fact, as far back as then, people actually were calling it the gay disease because they thought the disease was coming from these men, but it was not. It was a diabolical plot to reduce the population of these men. An experiment, if you will. And I had this habit as a a young and enthusiastic person that I like to go to the hospital and pray because our pastor was this man of fiery faith and he would be like Jesus heal the sick and raise the dead and and greater works than these shall you do you're young in church and the faith is just bubbling up in you like you know volcanic lava and so I I would go to the hospital and because my dad is a doctor these nurses were so used to my face that I would come in and say can can I please pray for somebody can I please just um, be on the ward and pray and they would always say well okay but don't disturb the patients and some of them would give me this look because they, you know when you look at a young person and you just see their face shining with what the adults think is ignorance sorry please You, you see this person's face shining with just belief and faith and you know and so I would go in there and I would look you know peeping to see who wasn't sleeping can I pray with you? Can I, can I sit and read the Bible with you? I would do these things. And sometimes the nurses would even tell me, you know, that woman has not eaten in a few days when you left, she actually took some soup. Hearing these things would just build me up. But I had an experience that really froze me. And at the time I did not have the right phraseology. It would be many years before God actually let me know what the penalty of error in the body is and i'll be sure to read it out before this message is done i came in uh and went to one of my usual places and unfortunately this woman had passed away she was not there and um as i was standing and thinking where else can i go I saw a group of people, a family come in to the bed of the man that was in the other, you know, they have that sheet and you can kind of peep and you can kind of see. So they have that sheet and I saw the family of a man come in and this man was HIV positive and this man was no longer what we can call a man. This man was a carcass that was still alive I have never actually seen in my life the human skull in its full formation but on that man Lord help me I saw this this man was what we call knocking at the door of death a grown man quite long and tall in life he probably would have been at least 180 or 170 a hefty man not a skinny guy Not yet six feet, but definitely uh, no slouch. You could tell from his length. And anyway, long story short, the family came in and this man was radiating the greatest amount of anger that I have ever, I have never forgotten the situation, how angry that man was. And I could tell in my spirit that the rage this man had was because he was dying before his time. And as the conversation behind that sheet progressed, and I was just standing there and looking, just mesmerized. He, it was his brother, his mom, and another family member, and the mother could not come near her son. She could not bring herself, this bouncing baby boy that she had nursed and swaddled and watched his first steps, that this man was preceding her in death his mother stood back and from time to time she would simply cover her face and at least for the sake of her son's present, she controlled herself and she didn't wail, but she was just finished. This woman was just finished and the rage that was coming from this man was so great. If you're sensitive to spiritual things, he was so angry and the Lord was putting it in my heart. It's because he's dying, Celestial before his time and he had asked his brother to bring him some papers and this man's brother loved him so much he was just all over and he was like i have brought the papers and he cleared a little space by the bed and sat on the bed and he was holding his brother and this man was so thin an adult male the entire hand wrist could just fit in the smallest circle. He was holding his brother's hand. He was handing him the papers one by one. And this man was preparing to hand over everything in his ownership, in his his bank accounts, everything. Because if you die without dealing with the bank accounts, without appointing someone, the bank will just be like, did did he have an account here and just swallow that money we know how honest and faithful they are and so he was taking care of his affairs but he was so angry and it would only be years later when I would come to this understanding in the book of Romans and in another place in Psalms where it says fools because they despise the law of God received in themselves The penalty of the error in the body. I'm going to read before I give out these very disturbing visions. What the penalty of the error in the body is. Lord, lead me to where it is. The penalty of error in the body is where a very severe consequence for sin hits someone out of the blue and usually It knocks them out of the race completely. It is a form of judgment that falls like a hammer, and there is no reprieve. So when the penalty of error in the body comes, it's when you've been accepted into Penn State, Cal State, and then you're still living it up, and then you head out on a weed-smoking, binge-drinking weekend, and then... Officer Tyler shows up at the door at your parents house and they say yes officer and he takes his cap off and Your mother starts to scream and there's no Caltech anymore The penalty of error in the body is when you do things that break the gate of the Lord and then when you break the gate Satan is not taking any chances that you're going to peep through the gate and see how it's going and then come back in Satan snatches instantly and usually that snatching is a very permanent snatching and so Just a moment and so this disease that the Lord is talking about Marburg, but many more The Lord says that these things will be like an eraser It will not be that God is full of hate, that God will take Marburg and start wiping people out. No, people need to understand spirituality. I always say, and this is true, Revelation 12, the Bible says that the devil will go out with rage for he knows that he has a short time. These things, these diabolical diseases and sicknesses and all these different agendas, These things will be wiping out people who are not under the covering of God anyway. This giant eraser taking life will be doing its own work. And so as God was telling me all this, I began to see scenes and let us move quickly through them for they are not pleasant for anyone, yourself or myself. I saw two boys having sex. One was about, he wasn't older than 21, And he was bringing a boy of about 10 or 11 into his first time. So these boys were absolutely and totally naked. The younger one was standing as if to bend over a couch or a settee. And the other one was also a youth. And as I was looking at these two boys' faces... There was no malice or what we would call overt pedophilia in the face of the older one. He was telling the younger one with so much gentleness and love that, you know, I'll make it easy for you. You literally see that this person who is basically a child himself is about to commit. Well, um, it's not exactly pederasty, but it definitely is something. On a child it's pedophilia on a child of 10 or 11 and the younger and he was telling the child it won't hurt too much I promise I'll be gentle with you I I want you to enjoy this I'll make it easy I'll do my best to make it easy for you your first time and the younger one was nervous and he he kept turning around and and then the other the boy would rub his back until finally he, he was reassured and he agreed and then when they started God immediately took it away the next thing i saw was basically what looked like a pride parade but it could have just been many of the depictions that god shows me of how these people appear to god it was just a melee they were jumping around like wild mountain goats i'm talking about old people here there's an old man in a fluffy dress The dress completely made with ruffles. He was wearing a feather boa and he had a big, expensive designer handbag on his on his arm. And he was at least 60 years old, absolutely bald, with just two tufts of hair on the side of his white hair on the side of his head. And he was strutting, strutting with the handbag worthy of Madonna. There was another man in the tiniest little green shorts I have ever seen and a white wife beater and green sneakers and green and white stripy socks and he was running across the street and going to the light pole and humping the light pole and then would run across the street to another light pole and hump the light pole like that i did say it was graphic if i have to see it you can hear it if god has to see it and then god needs to get it off his chest and tell it to me i'm not bringing a sanitized churchified version of anything because if you have been living in the same world that i've been living in then i imagine that june has put quite a pressure on your soul the last 30 days so let us not pretend thank you so I was just seeing all these different types of things there was a whole line of men dressed like Vegas dancers they were dancing the can-can so they would come forward and do the can-can in the exact can-can dresses you know how those dresses look like they're made of roses they would do the can-can and then they would go and lift the dress right in front of me and then do the high kicks and they were wearing just tiny small underwear it was just madness and then I was saying Lord why why are you showing me this and it did not stop I saw men kissing I, I mean passionate Leonardo DiCaprio Kate Winslet Titanic the world is ending there is no one in this moment but you and I oh kissed one this is how these people were kissing the amount of emotional energy love that these men had invested in each other had me thinking Lord what is the power that is necessary to penetrate this mindset what what really is going to bring someone who has invested you see some of these are young children who are experimenting with this young people experimenting with themselves some of the boys that are doing this they're not 11 and 19 11 and 21 they're 11 and 12 doing this partially because The schools and the Planned Parenthood curriculum is telling them that they should do this and the Planned Parent curriculum is telling your daughters you can do this because you can't get pregnant this way. Nothing comes from nothing. Everything is rooted in something. Nothing is an error, nothing is a mistake. Everything is planned. The only difference is, is it planned by the word of God or is it planned by those who are anti and enemies of the word of God? and so when people have this entire thing as their life philosophy do christians really understand what is necessary to go into these depths and bring their loved ones out some of you don't understand that this spirit it hardens the heart so much this is why family members in this the minute you even try to bring it up they're ready to curse you and damn you to hell and as a result many of you have drawn back you're afraid you're scared of the fire you're scared of the backlash so you just i I wash my hands of her but i'm i'm asking you from a different perspective when something is this ingrained and has lucifer in the driver's seat do you really think that you're just going to walk up and be like knock knock i i bring the good news dear you don't have to do this anymore i hope you'll see the light and come out of this dear do you really think that this is how you fight a dragon that has blinded people when romans chapter one says that god has given people over to a reprobate mind to defile themselves with themselves. Do we really feel this Mr. Rogers approach? No prayer, no fasting. We are talking about stronghold demons here that will not let the captive go. No prayer, no fasting. We will just approach, I try to talk to Marcia, but she's so hardened, really church. I see why the Lord was pressing me to bring this prophecy out. It's been a long day, but I see why he was like, do not go to bed until you have spoken this word. We need to change our perspective. This may be the first time that someone is actually putting it this way before you, that you don't take a teaspoon to a sword fight and expect to have victory. I don't know why he won't listen to me. He's cutting me off. Of course he's cutting you off. Because the spirit's in charge of twisting his life to destroy him. Think that your approach is a joke. With God, nothing is impossible. But this kind goeth not, except by prayer, fasting, and a ton of God's available mercy. And so I will end this message After God put this, this put so much weight on my heart. I wrote it down, and then I said, Lord, I'm tired and it's so early, and I went back to sleep, but the dream I had scared me to where I just came skipping right back out of sleep and decided to call it quits on sleeping for the day. I dreamt that I was sitting in my car and I was having a quick meal. I wasn't parked in front of the house. This is not even where I live. So I just found myself on a street with very nice houses and I knew that there was a house on this street that I lived in, but when I came to get parking, I couldn't get parking in front of my house and so I was parked like four or five houses ahead of where I lived and I was just trying to eat fast and go back to work. And so my phone rang and I was, I was eating a sandwich and so I just used a clean finger and I clicked it on and then I put it on speakerphone and I waited, as is my habit, for the caller to speak first And the man who spoke is nobody that i know and in a few seconds it became very clear that this man was not talking to me and he hadn't intended to call me at all it was a cross line he said how are you doing but because my mouth was full of food i didn't answer and it was just as well that i did not because of the conversation that followed i heard another man's voice we'll call him the second man and he said not so good i i don't feel too good at all And the tone of the first man changed, it became guarded, it had an edge to it, it was sort of like, be careful what you say. But he said, oh, what do you think it could be? And the first man, the second man, picked up, the one who said he wasn't feeling well, he must have picked up on that warning tone, because he hesitated a little bit and then he said, I I think, I think I, I just have to get used to it, that's it. I have to get used to it i'm still recovering i think i think that's what it is i just need to get used to it that's all the first man sounded relieved and he said yeah it does take a little getting used to but everybody does it you'll get used to it and then you'll reap the benefits you'll see and then these men started to talk about things in the government this government our government i'm talking about watch celestial choke on a sandwich, as she realizes that somehow her phone has become connected to high-level officials in Washington, D.C., that kind of government stuff. I'd lost interest in the food. I just sat there listening. I can't remember what these people said. The Lord took it away almost as soon as I came back into consciousness, because if I could remember, I would. But I heard words like House, Senate office of the president these were high level people and what they were talking about in the dream i understood it and it made me freeze with tension i even stopped eating so that the the wrapper of my sandwich would not rustle but after a while the voices of these men began to drift and lower and their tone got very thick and then the second one who said he was sick started to do heavy breathing on the phone And the other guy who was still talking government stuff, uh, he started to lose interest in the conversation and he started to do heavy breathing too. And then I, the slow one, it took me a while to realize these men are breathing heavy because on both ends of the call, they're doing something sexual. And when I realized it, I made a little sound like, "Ah," like eep, something stupid. And then the first man, the one who was clearly in charge of this conversation said, wow, well, well, it looks like we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Where are you listening from? Hmm? Where are you listening from? And I was terrified. I know a lot of the things that I share on this channel, people wonder, this woman, how can it, you have no idea where the eye of God looks, what God sees and how god can present information i cannot tell that i am in a dream i do not know that i am in a dream i wrote here that the heat of the day the busyness of the street that i was on the infuriating way how when you park your face is half in and half out of the sunlight part of your face is in the shade in the car but then the sunlight is always catching you on the jaw and I said that the way I had parked, I was so frustrated with the sun frying half my face, but that I was so hungry, I didn't have time to start driving again for another parking spot. And so I was trying to eat as fast as I can so I could get out of that sunshine. All of it was so real that I was shocked when I woke up to find myself in my house. So this call was about one man who had brought another man into high powered gay wa- gay rituals in Washington DC see and the second man being a man who's not built for that was having a little bit of a hard time bouncing back in his male body from what surely must have been a traumatizing shock to his system but when the higher up guy was saying what's that he said oh I- i'm i'm just recovering i I just I just need to get used to it and the first man said yes it does take getting used to but everybody does it now it could be that everybody does do it or it just could be what wicked people say when they have a group that does it and they don't want you to back out they want you to do it with them and so this man said caller you won't talk Why don't I just spy with my little eye and see where you you are? Why don't I just find our little silent caller? And then God showed me what the American government can do. Whistleblowers have tried to warn us, but either they weren't being clear or I have a listening problem because when I saw the magnitude of what this government is able to do in personal tracking and tracing, it terrified me you see God immediately brought up a vision within this dream and I could see what this man was doing He's a dark-haired man short blackish hair he's got um, deeply set eyes that are heavy lidded so he's got these heavy eyelids that always make him look like he's half sleepy and very sharp cheekbones and this man began to write he began to type on a keyboard and up in front of him the map of the United States pulled up so the map pulled up but in the dream God pulled it up in a vision before me, and I and the man were looking at the same thing. The states of the United States, some red, some green, some yellow, with their, with their abbreviations, KY, MO, IA, He typed in a few more coordinates and be, before my eyes, I wasn't looking at his screen anymore, I was just looking at what God put in front of me. I saw that the signal, there was something that was going like a, like a seeker, like a dial, like a spinning thing. I, I can't explain what it was. I saw this thing leap out of the South, leap away from Middle America and straight to the East Coast. And then in a few more seconds, a few more coordinates to New York State. And at that point, I began to realize this man is going to find me in seconds. And the phone I had was such a weird old phone. It was older even than the Nokia's. But at least because it was old, it's one of those where you can crack the phone open and take the battery out and, and throw it away. And so this was my plan, but my hands were so clumsy and I was trying to open the phone, get my nail in there and I couldn't. And as I was watching what is in front of me, it honed in on the whole New York and then widened. And I began to see the city itself, the buildings, just like Google Earth. I began to see the buildings itself and then it began to zoom into the neighborhood that I was living in at that time and I was so desperate I was trying to open this thing and I heard the man softly say gotcha and a red ring appeared around the wrong house the the house that I was parked so all the houses are here and then I'm parked on the other side of opposite side of the street so the houses are running this way and then I'm parked on other people's side so This thing ringed the wrong house where the battery signal from my phone was coming and it put a red ring around that house. And at the same time, I finally got it open. I took out the battery and I literally threw it away into either the drainage or the weeds that were at the side of the street. At the very moment, the man said, gotcha, and then the call went dead. And as I woke up, I knew that people would be showing up at that wrong house. To find out from those wrong people who heard the high level call by mistake. And so understand that these are not easy matters. I was telling the Lord, I was saying, you know, scarcely would people want to stand up and talk about these things in their homes but to come out and be talking about it to thousands of strangers, no, they will never do that. What they will do is then come here and accuse me of being lying and being false and all kinds of things, forgetting that it is impossible for one person to have put out the amount of information I have put out in only two years. They will overlook the fact that a person can talk about sin, repentance, Holiness and then move seamlessly to angels angels demons Nephilim and then move seamlessly to transhumanism And then move seamlessly to the great falling away and the beast system and join all those things together and Tie it to your word. They will overlook all that Simply to protect their cognitive bias and to stay in their safe and sanitized mental space that is what i was telling the lord and i'm not going to pretend these are serious things these are stressful things these are things none of you want your daughter to be talking about in public but it's okay for my parents daughter to be here and i don't mind and so go to the blog and read the word there's too much The video will be too long there are four prophecies that are in this prophecy that you need to read they are called adam my adam the next one is sexual immorality in the end times the next one is the sodomy ritual part one and the sodomy ritual part two please make sure that you visit the master's voice i will leave the link for this prophecy in the description box and i will also make it a comment you are responsible for the things you hear You are responsible to get this information, to understand it, to seek God how to pray about it. And so, thank you for visiting the Master's Voice until I see you again. God bless you and goodbye.